Distractions, eh? Yeah. Distractions. We've had a few distractions, haven't we, over the last couple of years? But uh, I'll read it again. He says, You'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that passes. There's a lot of people say things and a lot of situations happen. Just don't stop. Just keep going. Just keep going. So the question is, yes, uh, sort of a few questions that Jesus asked while he was here on earth. And uh, I think it's going to be an exciting series of just considering the questions. The first one is, uh, I've been asked to share on this. Do you understand what God has done for you? What a great question that is. Do you understand what God has done for you? Hands up those that God has done something for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You understand? Hallelujah. Great question that Jesus asked. And he says, he's saying, don't forget. Don't, don't forget what I've done for you. That's why we have communion. We take time and we remember what Jesus has done for us, yes? That's a proper thing. And throughout the Bible, God sent, set different memorials. Every year, the Jewish people would commemorate three major festivals. One, the Feast of Passover, and God was saying, don't forget that I brought you out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Keep the Feast of Passover every year. Remember what I did there on that day when you were set free from Egypt, when the blood of the Lamb was put on the doorposts and the angel of death passed over you and judgment was not yours. You were free from it. And then the Feast of Pentecost was kept. Almost it's still kept today. And the Feast of Pentecost and the law was given 50 days after the Feast of Passover was the Feast of Pentecost. And the Pentecost means 50. And uh, the law was given on the outside of the Ten Commandments. We were just sharing the Ten Commandments in our life group uh, there last week. And uh, then uh, the Holy Spirit was put out on that day. That day. And then the Feast of Tabernacles was set. The Feast of Harvest. The Feast of India. The Feast of Celebration. And God was saying, don't forget what I've done for you. Don't forget. Don't forget what God has done for you. That's why in our house we always stop before our meals and get a car here. We say, thank you all for what you've done for us. That you've provided for us, yes? And these things are important. And we need to understand what God has done for us, yeah? Hallelujah. I need these now. The words look better, but you don't. <laughs> In Psalm 103, put up on the screen. Psalm 103 says this. Let's all read it together, shall we? Here we go. Bless the Lord. Oh, my all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Yes? Next slide. Who redeems your life from the pit 
and who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is smooth like the eagles. Do you understand what God's done for you? Who forgives all your sins. Hallelujah. Hands up those who are glad about that. I got two hands up. Who heals all your diseases. Praise God when you come around the table of the Lord. Remember the body was broken that we might be made whole. Hallelujah. There's healing in this communion time. And you know, who, who redeems your life from the pit. Praise God, he dug us out of a hole, yes? Come on. You know, some of us, we, we got ourselves and we got out of a hole. God said, hallelujah. He brought us out of that. Praise God. Do you understand what he's done for you? Please slide up the second slide because I've forgotten it. Next slide. Another one on another. I'll read it for everybody. Crowns you with love and compassion. Most of us didn't have much love in our hearts for people, but God's moving in our hearts. To give us love for people, amen. amen. To give us compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. Hallelujah. And he's done this for us. He's changed our lives. Hallelujah. Who satisfies our desires with good things. Boy, there was a time when, you know, we satisfied our desires and our appetites with wrong things. But Jesus has set us free. Hallelujah. He's changed us. And, 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 you know, you understand what the Lord's done for you. You understand what Jesus has done for you. And then that comes up in verse 12 of John chapter 13. But in verse 7, he goes back and he says this. You do not realize now what I am doing, but later on you will understand. And Jesus is saying, we'll go back into the story in a minute, but Jesus is saying, he's saying to Peter, you don't understand what I'm doing right now. He was actually washing Peter's feet. But later on, you'll understand. And life is like that. There are many times where we really don't understand just at the time what Jesus is doing for us. And it takes faith to hang in there long enough so that we come to a place of understanding, we walk into the place of blessing. And oftentimes we don't understand at the time what the Lord is doing in our lives. Job didn't understand. When he lost everything, he lost his, his family, his children, his house, his, his, his income, everything was lost. And we have chapter after chapter saying, I don't know what's going on, but I trust you, Lord. Later on, he understood. And God restored everything back to him. And life can be like that sometimes. Elijah didn't understand when the brook dried up. That brook was sustaining him during years of famine, and then all of a sudden it started to dry up. And he, he must have said to Lord, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> you sent me here by this brook to sustain, and now the thing's drying up, and eventually it's drying up. God was moving him on to a better supply. The people of Israel didn't understand when Moses said, uh, sorry, Elisha said, you, you've got to walk around Jericho seven times. He said, what on earth for? You'll understand later on. 
And, and what's worse, on the last day, you've got to go seven times in the one day. What? And sometimes the things that happen like that, that we, God asks us to do things, says, I'll do it again. No, go again. Well, no, no, just go again. Go again. Well, what are we going again for? Just go again with your please. Later on, you'll understand. The problem breaks. You get a breakthrough with God. You see, things are like that, aren't they? David didn't understand why God allowed for his wives and his children to be taken captive. And his men were crying out for Solomon and he's saying, well, what's this all about? I don't understand what you do. Why, why could you protect me during those times? What? My, my town has been burnt down while, while I've been away. And, 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 and Jesus must have whispered, later on you'll understand. See, he was one week away from being crowned king. But he was on the wrong side. He was on the side of the Philistines. God says, you're fighting on the wrong side, David. I need to get your attention. Sometimes things happen and God just wants to get our attention. Say, what's happening? Oh, you don't understand right now, but later on you'll understand. And we learn to walk by faith. Yeah. And not by sight. We learn to trust Him. Yeah. Yeah. Those of us who have walked a, lot, a few years have learned to trust Him. Yeah. It'll work out okay. He's the God who turns things to good. That's right. yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Later on, you'll understand. Look, and so in the middle of the storm, we raise a hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the middle of the misunderstanding, in the middle, if we don't know what to do, we have the faith to say, I trust you, Lord. You're a good God. I've discovered God's a good God. He's a good God. He's working on you tomorrow. You might not understand everything that's happening today, but you can be sure that if you put your hand in the hand of the Master, It'll turn out good. That's right. Amen. But today we need to raise a hallelujah. And say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. And watch him turn it to good. So Jesus asked the question, do you understand what I've done for you? We go back into John chapter 30 because we need to go into the context of when he asked that question. And Jesus has only a short time before he goes to the cross. And he's doing some things and he's saying some things that these disciples will remember for the rest of their lives. And as they're there, and we pick up the story in John chapter 30, and it's coming up on the screen so we can read down to verse, uh, verse 5, verse but it was just before the Passover festival. Just before the Passover. See, Jesus, when the Lamb was slain on the Day of Atonement, on the Feast of Passover, at the very time the high priest was killing the Atonement Lamb in the city, Jesus was dying as the Lamb of God on the cross outside the city. Every prophecy is fulfilled. Yes. And so but Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon uh, Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus knew that all power has given to him. Hallelujah. He came from glory. He's been walking in the earth for 33 years and what he knows is he's about to return to glory. He's about to return into the heavens where he is going to get the welcome that all heaven can give him. The angels, 10,000 times 10,000, are going to sing, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. And he's going to return into heaven's glory. Be honoured as the Son of the living God who brought salvation to the world. And you could have forgiven him if he had thought, I don't feel like washing feet today. <laughs> I think I'll give it a miss. I got bigger things on my heart right now. But Jesus loved this man. Just like he loves you. And so he takes the towel and he, and he takes off his outer garment and puts on the towel around his, his waist, which was what the servants, the lowest servant in the house, would wash the feet of the people as they came in for the meal. But none of these disciples were going to do this. Well, they were the disciples, you see. And they walked with Jesus and they were in a quarter. And they thought as they someone should be washing the feet, but I don't think I'll do it. And so it was left, and then finally, to their embarrassment, they see that Jesus takes off his garment, puts on the, the garment of the lowest servant in the house, and suits down and begins to wash their feet. And it goes all quiet in the room. He comes to Peter, he comes to the others, and John and Thomas and Philip, and he washes his feet, and he comes to Judas, who has criticized him, who has robbed from him, and is about to betray him, and usher in him to the cross. And he stoops down and he washes his feet because he loves him. He cares about him. He comes to Peter. Let's go to the next verse, verse 6. And so what happens? He comes to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, no, said Peter, you should never wash my feet. He's embarrassed. No, you can't do this. I should be washing your feet. 
Jesus says to him, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well, good old Peter, eh? Jesus starts to turn it from the physical thing of washing feet to the spiritual lesson that unless we are washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have no part with him. You see, the cry of mankind is to be free from our sin, to be forgiven and washed and cleansed. And there's only one thing that will wash us from that sin, and it's the blood that Jesus shed on the cross 2,000 years ago. And unless we're washed in his blood and born again of the Spirit of God, we cannot have any part of him. And so Jesus is trying to say something to these men as they are sitting there. And Peter says, no, 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 no. He's trying to be humble. But really not humility, it's pride. Did he want to allow Jesus to do something simple for him? And he puts it on that, oh no, I'm alright. I don't know, no, 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 I'm fine, thanks. No, 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 you don't you don't need to pray for me. No, I'm doing okay. And he doesn't want Jesus to wash his feet. How difficult it is for some of us to receive. And there are times when we need to receive graciously. Sometimes people just want to help us. We say, no, 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 you don't need to help me, I'm fine. But they just want to help. And they may not do the job very well, but they just like to help. You know, you have your little kids, they want to help, they mess it all up. But just let them help. Some people just want to serve and give. And sometimes we find it difficult to receive. And we think it's nice. And we think it's a thing of humility, but sometimes it's not. It's a thing of pride that we don't want anyone else to help us. We're fine on our own. We need to learn to receive prayer from others. Yeah? Oh no, I'll have the pastor pray. I'll have the elders pray. But no, not you, thank you. How long has it been since you arrived? at the altar call in church of a Sunday and just receive from someone prayer in the name of Jesus to help you on your journey. Oh, I'm fine, thanks. He answers prayer. There was a pastor 
who was diagnosed with a terminal illness and he called the elders to pray. But with this lady in the church, she, the Holy Spirit said, you need to go and pray for him. She was a little bit strange, but she loved the Lord. And so when it came for the time for the pastor to call for the elders, she came up. He said, I'd just like to pray. Oh no, it'll be alright, thank you. Well, she didn't know what to do. She went away and she said, Lord, I thought you asked me to go and pray. Yes, I did, just hang in there. He ended up in hospital, critical, dying. She asked if she go and pray for him. No, thank you. I'll be fine. He got down to the last days of his life and she decided, she said, well, what can I do? And she said, Lord, I'll sneak in at night to the hospital. So she stuck in at night <laughs> and she got into the ward and she got up to and she laid her hands on it and she said, Lord, please heal him. And the recovery started from that day. Healing is in the body. Don't be, don't, don't be shy to ask for prayer. You never know where the next miracle is going to happen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Unless I rush you, you have no part with me. Peter got off and he says, okay. Ah, not just wash the feet, Lord. Head, hands, heart, everything. I'll have it. He became the leader. Because he realized he made a mistake. And he said, Lord, I'm in for everything. I'm in for everything. And Jesus spoke to him, verse 10 and 11, it comes up on the screen here. Jesus answered, those who've had a bath need only to wash their feet. The whole body is clean and you're clean, but not every one of you, for he knew he was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You see, Jesus wants us to understand that if we've given our lives to him, we're forgiven. We're born again. We're cleansed. We're washed free from our sin. Hallelujah. And then so we don't need to get saved again. We just need to wash the part of the dirt. Just wash your feet. And the Jews is time to do that. Say, Lord, I've really messed it up this week. Well, I just come back to you, Lord, forgive me. Wash me. And he does. He cleanses us. We don't need to get saved again. We're already born of the Spirit of God.
We, we keep on helping, uh, coming early once a month to put out the chairs and, and put them away afterwards. Oh, I have to think about that. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll pray about and I'll get back to you. Excuse me, could you, could you help with the kids once every six weeks or so and, and just help in the children's ministry? Oh, look, look, I'll pray about it. And I'll get, see, the fault is already there. Because Jesus has to serve. Just serve. The fault is we never volunteered before we were asked. Verse 17, now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Great joy and blessing comes from following Jesus in these things. Yeah? It does. The fun comes. Now, the fun comes when we roll up our seats, put on the servant robe and wash someone else's feet and just help somebody. Yeah? There's a blessing that comes from that that is preserved that comes no other way. See? Much frustration and disillusionment among church people is because they expect to be served and are disappointed when others don't serve them in the way they expect them. That's terrible, hey? But it's true, hey? Well, what does this church do anything for me? When the pastor called me, like, oh, I might expect to be served. <laughs> and Jesus is crazy. He said, You don't understand what I've done for you. You don't, you don't, you, you, you don't get it. Your joy will come, the blessings of God will overtake you when you delight in serving others. Do you understand what Jesus has done for you? I mean, there's a bigger picture of our sins forgiven and our healing and all the things he's done for us. That's beautiful. And there's a blessing and, and, and just having the faith to understand that when things don't go so well, I, I just done two Sundays up in Tyler uh, and I've been teaching on why the bad things happen to good people. That's a good subject. We've had the best crowd we've ever had up there. <laughs> I mean, See, so you don't understand. There's those things. But then there's this thing. Jesus is saying these things in the middle of washing the disciples' feet. And he's saying, I'm showing you something. I'm, I'm demonstrating something. And, and, and it's like that. Do you understand what Jesus has done for you? I understand something. That's why I'm in the house of the Lord every Sunday. Because I understand what he's done. That's why I come and I bring the money and, and give it to the extension of the kingdom of God. That's why I come and, and worship him. I don't know.
I come and I sit under the teaching of the Word of God. And I don't even mind who's teaching. Because it's His Word. Hallelujah. I just come. Because I understand what He's done for me. And I serve. Today I serve you and bringing the Word of God to you. I prepare, I take an hour in prayer before you just to serve you. That's what I do. Just serve people by encouraging them and speaking the word of life. Just serving people by stacking some chairs, chairs that need stacking at the end and seeing if there's something else needs doing. It's possible that you're sitting here and you're like, here, don't touch me. I'm doing fine. Don't you come near me, Jesus. He just wants to serve you. He's paid for the sin on the cross. His blood has been shed. You already have been forgiven. You just have to receive it. Everything has been paid for you to come into a living relationship with Jesus Christ and with God, a loving, holy, heavenly Father. And maybe, maybe in the context of this message, Jesus is saying, Son, daughter, can I wash your feet? Can I forgive you? Can I cleanse you? He said, well, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, man, I'm not that bad. <laughs> You're not that good either. But maybe it's time to let him wash you clean. Hallelujah. And give you a brand new start in your life. Why don't you end this morning and say yes to Jesus? Why not the rest of us are already washed? Commit ourselves to serve wherever we can, in whatever way possible. Hallelujah.